Fears can be really small and they can be very deep seated. Like I've talked about um, my fear of making a fatal mistake, but I've also had fears of abandonment and God has helped me to face some deep stuff that felt scary to look at at first. But the moment you start to look at it with him, like when, when, when you get alone in God's presence, and you just open up because like we all have places in our hearts where we hide things and things we don't talk about and um, things that are in the back of our minds that we hope won't happen and we're afraid that if we say it out loud it might like that whole power of jinx thing I'm calling foul on that that's not true God wants us to come to him and talk about these things that we're even afraid to mention and what I found is that when I've just done that like if he's asked me to talk about it, he always initiates that stuff because if, oh man, sometimes some of these fears, I wouldn't face them unless he asked me to because they can be heavy and they're scary. But if you listen and you come, it gets less scary when, um, when you can feel him there with you. So as I've like looked at these really deep fears that I've hidden away in my heart for years, I automatically just like his Holy Spirit will come and sit with you like that. And it's not always some big showy thing. It's just like you might feel weak for a second and then out of nowhere, a strength fills you or you feel a sudden peace or you feel reassurance out of nowhere. Or you'll talk with God about a fear and then the next day something happens directly related to that fear just as like a wink. Um, I'm trying to think of something because he's done this so much just with fears that I've had. There was one day I was asking God, you know, uh, he, he had me pray through a fear of failure. Because sometimes I can get impatient. <laughs> He's given me some big dreams. And sometimes um, things just aren't going fast enough for me. <laughs> I'm always in a rush. God isn't. That's kind of, you know, he's just, God knows what he's doing. So he's not freaking out. But sometimes I freak out. And this one day he just, he had me surrender my fear of, of failure to him. And so I was praying through some things. And uh, he, he just, he led me to tell him that, that I was going to trust him and his timetable, even if my fears told me that it's too late. So like, even if my, my fears tried to tell me that the best years were behind me or that I'm too old to do this or too young to do that, like where fear sets limits, I was going to trust his timetable and trust that he's never too late, that he's always on time. And then the very next day, um, we were contacted about like a ministry opportunity and we were able to partner with this incredible ministry and help a bunch more people. But that happened the next day, right after he had me address a fear of like, what if it takes longer than I expect to move ahead? He just, he winked at me the next day. He just wanted me to address the fear. And then he showed me that he is God. And he's got this. So facing your fears 
look like a lot of di different things in your day to day. I'd like to give you a practical view of just like what it could look like to truly overcome your fears. And so I've listed some ways that God has helped me. So he's helped me to trust him to provide for my basic needs. In Psalm 23, verse 1, the very first verse, it says, the, the Lord is my shepherd, I have what I need. Just saying that out loud helps. And it speaks to my fears of not having enough. But then there's also giving God your worry and going to sleep at night. My brain likes to go crazy with worry at bedtime. And so for me to overcome those fears, I literally have to pray and heave those worries onto God and force my eyes to close because I'm a child of God and I will not surrender my sleep to fear. I just, I think that Satan wants us tired and afraid all the time. I'm just so tired of being tired. <laughs> I want to be rested. I want to live in the love of God. But then there's also speaking up and joining in group conversations. I'm naturally shy. Now, some of my friends have been kind of shocked when I've mentioned that, but it's because God has helped me to be brave and he, he's, he empowers me to speak up when it's time to speak up. But if I have a choice, I tend to be more shy. So maybe if you're shy as well, then speaking up, if God puts something in your mind for, for you to say or something on your heart to tell somebody, act in faith, be bold, be brave, overcome that fear and speak up. And the more you do it, the easier it gets. It's never totally easy, but each time that you listen and do the thing that God tells you to do or say the thing he wants you to say and you see what he does in the outcome, that does encourage you to keep doing it and to keep being brave because God has not failed you yet. But then there's also trusting people after you've been hurt, giving people a chance even when other people have hurt you, or even just giving the same people another chance and trusting God to help the people in your life grow, even if it's not on your terms or on your timetable, but just trusting God um, to take the people you love th through a process, just like he's taking you through a process. It takes some patience and a lot of faith to do that. It's really hard, but it's worth it to stick it out with people and to show grace. It does pay off and it builds really wonderful and healthy friendships. And then there's also uh, going forward when you don't have all the answers, just trusting what God said, even when you don't understand what he's doing yet. God does some really cool stuff. If you can just step out before you know what you're doing, even. <laughs> God called me to preach. Um, it just felt so unnatural at first. My, my dad, he was there when I preached my first sermon. He said it was good. It felt like every bit of me was on fire and not in a good way. I just felt like a bundle of nerves and I thought I was sloppy, but people got saved. And it's just like, I didn't have answers. Half the time, I still don't have answers with what I, like just life with God, you just, so much of it is like a leap of faith. And half the time, I just feel like I'm winging it praying through it and but he just he's so awesome he's so faithful and he's never let me down yet I used to be afraid of public speaking and then what do you know God was like aha 
I'm calling you to do just that. And it ended up being one of my greatest joys. I love it now, even though it still makes me nervous. But then there's also trying something new that's also a really um, practical, everyday way to face your fears. And I'm not saying like try something new in the sense like do something ginormous every day. Try something new in the sense that you ride a bike for the first time in 15 years or go on a hike for the first time or um, read a book that you've been wanting to read. Like if you're not a reader, then get into reading or film a video, but get creative. Find a new joy, find a new hobby, like find a new way to have fun and to just enjoy this life that God has given you. Like not everything has to be serious and heavy. That's what God's been showing me that that he really does want us to be carefree in the care of God. I love that phrase so much that I'm safe with him and that having faith in him does have the ability to make me carefree. So just try something new like because you're safe and don't worry about failing or being bad at it. Just try it because it's new. Try it because it might be fun. If it's not reckless, like I'm talking about good, holy fun. But just try new things. Having faith in God can make you into an adventurous person. That's one thing I just, I never saw myself as powerful. I never saw myself as adventurous. But that's the very thing that God's been telling me that I am now in Christ. In Christ, I'm powerful and I can be adventurous. I can be carefree. I can live at peace. What? What? This is everything that fear promises to give us, but never can. Fear says, do this, run away, and you're safe. Avoid that, and you're safe. But you never are. There's always another fear. And so instead, we can begin to sow faith and reap this awesome life that God wants to give us. Now, I've, I've got a few more things on my list of just everyday ways to be brave. There's also doing things that people said you can't do. So I don't know about your experience, but for me growing up, I was always told you're a reader, you're a girly girl, so you're not sporty, you're not tough. And about a year and a half ago, I gained a lot of weight. So I, I was just asking God to help me shed some pounds and prioritize my health so that he could continue to use me long, long term. Um, because I've, I've seen people's health break down and I just didn't want that to happen to me. So he helped me to start going to the gym a couple of times a week and I would pray before every gym visit, like just before every workout I would stop and I would ask him to help me and I would um, claim Hebrews twelve eleven that uh, nobody likes discipline in the moment but in time it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness for those who have been trained by it and then also um, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ. And Christ has shown me I really can do all things with him. God took my visits to, to the gym and he just, he branched off from there. And he showed me that I'm girly and strong, that I'm a reader and a runner. I love running on the treadmill. 
I can run for a long time without getting winded. I'm not very fast, but I've got some stamina, and I, I never would have known that if I hadn't have trusted God to help me get my health back, back on track. But then he's also shown me, I, um, I'm pretty good at basketball, which kind of makes sense because I'm tall. And um, I like to do a lot of things that I was always told that I couldn't do. So just stop for a moment and just think about the boxes that people might have put, put you in and the things that you've been told that you couldn't do, even though you hadn't even tried them yet. Try them now because Jesus makes you brave. Jesus makes you powerful and you are safe with God. So why not try some new things and learn more about yourself and who God has created you to be? Because facing fears, it's really cool. It shows us that we're braver than we think we are in Christ. That Jesus can do more, even more than we think that he can do. And that there really is no limit to God's power. So we'll when we trust him, then we can become limitless. Um, and then lastly, I think it's really brave to get to know somebody who's not like you, especially in these times right now. And I, I'm not just talk, talking about race or background, but I'm talking about get to know people who might have a disability or somebody who's way older than you or way younger than you. I believe that that God wants us to be united. United across cultural boundaries and race and age and abilities and income. Like getting to know people who are not like you, it gives you such wonderful perspective. God's helped me to be brave and make friends. I've said I'm naturally shy, so making friends has always been hard for me. But a couple of years ago, I just started to pray for friends and God answered that prayer. One of my best friends that I've ever had in the whole world, she has cerebral palsy. And at first I was a little nervous, um, not because of her disability, but because I didn't know if I could, I didn't know what she would need from me or how to ask if she needed help without like, being condescending. I didn't want to make her feel weird and so I didn't know how to offer help. I didn't know what she was able to do versus what she wasn't and I was just a little nervous about um, if we'd be able to have fun and I swear our first hangout time we met on Instagram and then we just decided to hang out one weekend and we went and saw a movie I think and just like walked around and had dinner and just hung out. It felt like I had known her for years. It didn't matter that she had a disability and um, her cerebral palsy has affected her legs some. She she walks great. She, she is amazing. Because she walks slower, I walk fast. She forces me to slow down in this wonderfully refreshing way and um, we just walk slowly. We don't rush through our time when we hang out and we've had some of the best talks. I've noticed more <laughs> about like my surroundings. Um, we've stopped just walking out of the movie theater and looked up at the night sky and just admired the stars on the way to the car. Her name is Julia and she is a jewel. Um, and God has used her to open my mind when it comes to my friendships. Because 
people who are different from you can show you things you never would have learned otherwise. So like, just be, be brave and let people in, even if you've been hurt. God has amazing things in store for you. And one of the best things that he gives us is deep, honest connections with the people around us. So, friend, here's one thing that you can say every day when you wake up in the morning. And that is just, God, please help me to be brave today in all of the right ways. Help me to take healthy, courageous steps in faith. I want to be living proof that all things are possible with Christ. I think I've mentioned this, but I'm going to say it again, that that fear, it, it happens. It just does. Fear is unavoidable. You're never going to not feel afraid. I just, that was one of the biggest shocks for me. I kept waiting. Like as I grew in my faith more and more, I was like, God, when is this fear thing going to go away? For me, honestly, as I've gotten older, the fear has gotten more intense. I don't remember being so afraid when I was young, even when I was like in dangerous situations. Like I grew up in an abusive household. I was a reckless teenager. I did some things that were not smart and I was not afraid for a second. Like I was afraid during moments of abuse, but I didn't care about the future because I, I, I had no control over my present. But then adulthood, it gives us this false, like this false idea that we're in control somehow. And so if we can just do everything right, then things will work out. And if we can just avoid bad things and bad things won't happen, but life happens and fear happens no matter what. And without Christ, I think the older you get, the more afraid you get. But Jesus changes things. And so what I'm saying is because fear is going to happen, don't let it freeze you. Don't let fear keep you frozen still in place, not making a decision and missing out on life and just sitting on the sidelines. Like, don't let fear keep you from living because you were made to live courageously. It takes courage to be alive today and to have a life that feels good. Like that doesn't just happen. We have to sow seeds of faith. And sometimes we have to sow seeds of faith while we're so, so afraid. Every event that I've done where I've gone to preach, I I always have a thought like on the way there, like, what if we just turned around? (laughs) I'm like, man, it's so scary because I'm naturally shy. And so every time God asks me to preach, I'm fighting my own like natural inclination. But then the moment, um, like just following through with things, it shows me like, I don't have to be controlled by fear. I get to decide who I am with Christ. I get to decide how much I trust him and I wanna give him everything. So just don't let fear freeze you Fear and faith can happen simultaneously sometimes. Sometimes you have to act in faith while also being afraid. That's pretty awesome, if you ask me. Okay, so finally, I'm going to wrap this up. This is the coolest thing (laughs) that I just love. It's one of my favorite things about God, that God has literally helped me to confront my fears And by doing that, he's made me into a different person. And I'm saying this because God can do the same thing for you. 
I believe that one of the boxes that we, we put ourselves in is calling ourselves shy or outgoing. Because then if like, because I'm naturally more shy than outgoing, then I automatically rule some things out for me. Because, because I'm shy, I don't do this or this or this or this. And God's saying, no, 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 no. You can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. All things means all. And so if God calls you to do something, it doesn't matter if you're shy or outgoing. It doesn't matter what your own personal limitations are. God doesn't have any limitations. So there isn't anything that you can't do because you're working in his strength, not yours. So just maybe like sort of know your natural inclination, know how you are, but don't, don't give it the final say is what I mean. Cause I, I keep in mind that I'm naturally shy so that when God helps me to be outgoing, I know it was him and I give him the, the glory and the credit. So it does help to know like, no, 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 don't get this twisted. If I do well speaking in front of a group or a crowd, it wasn't me, it was God. And so because I know how I am without God's help, it's really cool when God steps in and helps me to do something that I could never do in a million years without his help. So God can literally help you to become a different person. He can play up your strengths way up and then he can pour so much grace into your weaknesses. Because just because God helps me to be brave and speak, I don't always speak eloquently. I was born with a stutter. Sometimes the stutter comes out, but God uses even that for his glory. So if I can just lay down my fears, God always proves our faith right and our fears wrong. He always does way more than we think that he can do. So there's, I have a story that I want to share with you. I'm so excited to share it. It's the night that I realized that I didn't have to be afraid of people anymore. And God did it. He just, he kind of, I've said before that God, he's very upfront with me. God is a straight talker. He does not mince words. And so this one night, I've been praying around this time for God to give me confidence, no matter what people thought of me, no matter what I thought people might be thinking of me, that he would help me to be confident and to do what he asked me to do and not try to people please anymore. And so right around this time, I was going to a, um, a weekly Bible study that I was helping to lead with a friend of mine who's also in ministry. So we, we go and sometimes I, I help him host it and it's been a lot of fun. We had a new visitor there that night and she was, um, I'm, I'm not trying to be mean, so please, like I, I've forgiven her, but I think that um, just she's very outspoken. I don't know if she was speaking in a way that like was very kind. So it just got tense in this meeting. Um, and sometimes that, that happens because people are messy. So it's just like we all do stuff sometimes. And she kind of took over the meeting. I'd never met her before. I, I didn't know her. And I came in a little bit late that night because I uh, was stuck in traffic coming from my part-time job. So I got in there 
um, said, said hello. It was a packed room. And then just things got very tense. And we disagreed over a theological point. Like we were talking about a certain topic that night. I'm not going to get into that here because it's not about that. But things got tense. And I was trying very hard to be patient. And I could just tell she didn't like me. I didn't know why she didn't like me, but she just didn't. And that's, that's okay. But um, it got so tense that voices were raised. And not just ours, but several people were trying to um, ease the situation by talking over other people trying to ease the, the situation. So it just, it got very loud. I was getting quiet because I'm naturally shy. I shut down in confrontation. Um, I'll, I'll push a point until I kind of realize there's no use. So I just was, I was sitting at the table and I was tearing paper. <laughs> just, just like waiting for it to be over. And we hashed things out. It was fine. We, we all prayed at the end and hugged it out and said, look, let's just move on. So like, it's been fine. It's okay. But I was walking to my car that night and I stopped and started laughing because as I was getting to my car, God had a quiet moment with me and he just, he said, but did you die? <laughs> I swear, it still makes me laugh because God's, he's amazing. I swear, I, I felt him speak just like into me. It just, I knew it was him. And all I heard was, but did you die? Did the world explode? Did your life end because somebody didn't like you? Somebody disagreed with you and you stood your ground. She stood hers and you didn't die. Like fear will play up and make it, it, it plays up certain emotions and it can be very intense. Like fear had me convinced that if somebody didn't like me, my life was over. <laughs> so God literally addressed that false belief by having one of my worst fears at the time happen and I lived through it and it was fine and I didn't lose anything and she's come back since then and it's actually been fun to, to, to have her in the group and we've had really great conversations since then that was a one-time thing we've moved on but my my life didn't end I still don't know if she really likes me that much but I'm not losing sleep over it she doesn't have to like me. People don't owe me their approval. That's what that taught me is that I can be in a really tense situation. People can disagree with me. Somebody cannot like me and I can still walk away from it knowing that Jesus loves me. Jesus loves her. I've lost nothing. So people can go too far in their anger and do things that they regret, but because we didn't do that, nobody lost anything. It wasn't a big deal. And it just, that was God's way of showing me, your fears are lying to you. You think that these big things are going to happen all the time, that you're, you're, you're not in any danger. You're safe. You're safe. So that was a refreshing moment for me. What I'd love for you to glean from that, what, what we can all just, hopefully what, what you're taking away from this is just that if you fear God, you don't have to fear anything else. 
that having faith in God means to fear him, but not in a way that like, ooh, I, I'm, I'm scared of God, but fearing God, that, that phrase means to be in awe of God. So when God says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, he says it in Proverbs, that um, what he is saying is that when you live your life in awe of me, mindful of my power, it'll make it really hard to be afraid or at least to be led by fear. Because I've seen every time something unforeseen has happened in my life, God has been there. And I'm talking even with stuff heavy like cancer. God's grace is always there. We are safe even when, even when the worst does happen. The grace and love of God happens too. Corey Ten Boom said this, that there is no pit so deep that, that the love of God isn't deeper still. There's no place on earth that you can find yourself where God won't help you. It's impossible to be out of his reach. As long as there's breath in your lungs, there's hope in your life. So it's just like, yeah, people can fall outside of God's reach in hell. But Jesus literally went to a cross to help us avoid that place. God loves you like crazy and you're safe with him. If you've put your trust in him, he's going to show you that he's trustworthy. I've got some verses that I'm just going to read. and speak, speak over you and me. Just things that, that I'm hoping will just linger with you. Please go back and read these verses later as well. So, in Proverbs 27, I'm going to read a couple of verses from there. David writes, My heart will not be afraid, even if an army rises to attack. I know that you are there for me, so I will not be shaken. Here's the one thing I crave from God. The one thing I seek above all else. I want the privilege of living with him every moment in his house, finding the, the sweet loveliness of his face, filled with awe, delighting in his glory and grace. I want to live my life so close to him that he takes pleasure in my every prayer. That's what it means to live in awe of God. Just, I'm not going to worry about anything else but sticking close to God. I don't want anything else but Jesus and what Jesus wants for me. David, he, he specifically says, I know that you are there for me, God, so I will not be shaken. Now in verses 13 and 14 of the same psalm, he also writes, I would have d despaired had I not believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the, the, the living. Wait for and confidently expect the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for the Lord and confidently expect him. That's living in awe. So it's just fear is expectation, just not in the right thing. Faith is expectation in God. So fear takes faith in things to go wrong. It does. It's just, it's a misguided faith. Faith is believing that God is going to take care of you no matter what. It's pretty simple. In a wonderfully childlike way, God enables us to truly live carefree. Even if, like even in our responsibilities and our adult lives, we can still be carefree 
in the care of God. Now finally, it's wonderful here, Romans 8.31 and 35. So what does all this mean? If God has determined to stand with us, tell me, who then could ever stand against us? Who could ever separate us from the endless love of God's anointed one? Absolutely no one, for nothing in the, the universe has the power to diminish his love toward us. Troubles, pressures, and problems are unable to come between us and heaven's love. What about per persecutions, deprivations, dangers, and death threats? No, for they are all impotent to hinder omnipotent love. That was in the Passion Translation. I'm going to say the last phrase over you just one more time before we close in prayer. Paul writes here, No, for they are all impotent to hinder omnipotent love. God is going to prove your faith right and your fears wrong because he loves you with an unconditional omnipotent love. Omnipotent is, is just, that's about, um, it's one of the most pow powerful words that you can use. And it's, it's really only reserved to describe celestial beings. <laughs> like no human being is omnipotent. And that's the point. So while you have your, your weaknesses and your limits and your concerns and your worries, pour them out onto God because he cares for you. Um, he's omnipotent and he, he's got this. So let's close out in prayer. I'd like to say a prayer that Paul wrote in Ephesians over you. He prayed this over the church there and I just love to pray it over both of us right now. So just close Close your eyes with me and receive this. I'm reading from Ephesians chapter 1, verses 18 through 21. I pray that the light of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination, flooding you with light until you experience the full revelation of the hope of his calling. That is the wealth of God's glorious inheritances that he finds in us, his holy ones. I pray that you will continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power made available to you through faith. Then your lives will be an advertisement of this immense power as it works through you. This is the mighty power that was released when God raised Christ from the dead and exalted him to the place of highest honor and supreme authority in the heavenly realm. And now he is exalted as first above every ruler, authority, government, and realm of power in existence. He is gloriously enthroned over every name that is ever praised, not only in this age, but in the age that is coming. So yeah, just to finish that out, I pray that God would prove his saving grace through your life and through mine, that he would help his unconditional love, just the reality of it to really sink into our hearts and our minds, into our souls, just every part of our being. 
friend, I just pray that, that you would be able to live in the unconditional love of God and to witness his goodness right here in the land of the living and to not be limited or held back by fear, but to step forward courageously in faith. I just pray God's strength and his peace over you in Jesus' name. And that Jesus, that Jesus would empower you at every turn and that the power of his resurrection would be seen in and through your life. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen.